Good evening, and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show, right here on White Pride Radio. I am your host, Paul Brown, and I am broadcasting from Neath the Fiery Cross on a hillside in an undisclosed location in the Rust Belt region of America. Here on the Rust Belt Clansman, I begin with a pro-white commentary piece and follow up with some mainstream media news articles and give you my honest opinion on each one. So let's begin with this evening's commentary. Where you heard about the Battle of Old New Leagues Where old General Jackson gave the British beans The Yankees did the red coat Stumps to stick for the catch Pop the pound and then they rolled them up the creek Wash them up the gum tree, cootie on the stump Wash them up the gum tree, cootie on the stump Wash them up the gum tree, cootie on the stump Over double troubles in Good evening and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show Right here on White Pride Radio I am your host, Paul Brown, and today is Tuesday, September 27th, 2022, and it is 7 p.m. here in the Rust Belt. This evening's commentary is titled, The Current Crime Wave is Unlike Any Ever Experienced in America. This past week, New Orleans reclaimed the title of America's Deadliest City after seeing murders jump 141% over the last couple of years. In New Orleans, the murder rate is a staggering 52 per 100,000 people. That compares to the national average of 6.9, the highest it's been in any quarter century, and the 50 per 100,000 in Venezuela, the most dangerous country in the world. If New Orleans were an outliner, it would be a shame. The fact that it is not is a tragedy. Instead, New York, Chicago, Portland, L.A., San Francisco, Philadelphia, and other American cities are part of the club. Crime has been up across America over the past two years, in most cases dramatically. We've always had crime in America. Such is the price of freedom. But what we are experiencing today is something altogether different. It's not just crime. America can sometimes be a dangerous place. Everyone knows working the midnight shift at a convenience store is riskier than working the day shift at your local library. Just as common sense tells you the odds of getting into a fight in a bar on a Saturday night are far higher than at church on Sunday morning. And to be clear, this is not Antifa thugs and Black Lives Matter cultists burning down cities. Protests, even violent protests, has been part of American history since its founding and is mainly event-driven, like Shea Rebellion, the Vietnam War protests, the riots after Martin Luther King's assassination, or the acquittal of the police in Rodney King video. 
Now, this is something different. It's one thing to rage against the machine. It's another to commit violence against citizens, particularly when they are unsuspecting innocents or compliant victims. This is today's issue, which we see taking place across, across the country, from urban jungles like New York City to Midwestern communities like Salt Lake City. What America is experiencing today is exponentially worse than the typical crime that America is used to. And the truth is, young black men and increasingly young black women are perpetuating most, although far from it all. Violence is not only going to a new level in terms of frequency, but also its locales. It's no longer limited to dark corners or deserted parking lots. It now occurs in middle of the regular hustle and bustle of America's daily lives. It's taking place in broad daylight and few view or video cameras, in full view of video cameras, often with others videoing the carnage to share on social media. Violent crime occurs on Main Street USA in schools, drugstores, fast food restaurants, subway platforms, high-end retail stores, and of course, homes. We see large groups of young people blitzing stores, grabbing merchandise off the shelves, and running out with smiles on their faces. We see shoplifters methodically clear store shelves of merchandise and simply stroll out the door, unconcerned about getting stopped or arrested, and even assaulting employees along the way. Moreover, an element of violence seems unprecedented in its scale. Almost daily, we see random innocent people on subways or stairs or in the restaurant getting shoved, kicked, or punched. We see fast food workers attacked as customers come over or around the counter and spark mayhem. We see bus drivers attacked, shop owners beaten, and cops spat upon. Indeed, we see countless instances where robbers beat or shoot victims even after taking whatever they were after. We also read daily of innocents of all ages killed in the crossfire while sleeping in their beds, standing in a bar, or sitting in their cars. There also seems to be a racial element to this new crime wave with black perpetrators targeting a disproportionate number of white or Asian victims. Make no mistake, though. Now, as always, the single largest group of crimes of this crime wave is black citizens. The question is, why is this happening? What has caused an increasing number of black Americans to believe they can rob, beat, and even kill their fellow citizens with impunity? No doubt there are countless contributing factors, from missing fathers to failing schools to social media, but those problems, at least the first two, have existed for quite some time. No, the reason for the sharp jump in violent crime and unhinged behavior on the part of large numbers of primarily young black Americans is the Democrat proposition 
that everything bad that happens to blacks results from racism. As such, blacks are not responsible for their choices. Therefore, they should not be held accountable for their actions. Ronald Reagan once said, If you want more of something, subsidize it. That is precisely what the Democrats have been doing with violent crime. While they are not yet directly paying criminals to attack their fellow citizens and rob local businesses, they are subsidizing crime nonetheless. On one hand, George Soros-backed Democrat prosecutors from coast to coast are demonstrating their pro-criminal empowerment bona fides by refusing to seek bail for most arrestees, refusing to prosecute countless misdemeanors and simultaneously undercharging countless violent crimes as said misdemeanors. On the other hand, you have Democrats effectively decriminalizing an entire swath of crimes or eliminating bail for almost every offense. Indeed, the lunatics running Illinois have just passed a law that eliminates bail for virtually every offense below first-degree murder and prohibits police from arresting or removing trespassers caught in the act while burglarizing a horse. That means that if someone breaks into your house in the middle of the night and you call the police, first, you'll be lucky, given the Democrat defunds the police movement, if police respond while the trespasser is still there, and second, police are literally no longer allowed to remove them from your home. All this is happening exactly when America's cultural and political elites are telling young black Americans that the system is rigged against them, that they're incapable of succeeding when playing by the rules, that most white people hate them, and that if they break the law, there is no consequences to be had. That is literally a recipe for societal collapse. Today, in Democrat-run America, only the criminals' rights matter, never the victims. And the fact is that most of these victims of this American renaissance of violence are, in fact, black Americans. That is, the new rules victimize the very people about whom Democrats pretend to care. To accumulate power, Democrats have leveraged the fictions of systemic racism and millions of white supremacists running wild, and America of all races are paying the price. But this is exactly what happens when politicians per pursue policies of balkanization and criminalization, setting groups of Americans against one another to achieve power. The Democrats and their grifter partners thrive, while all of American citizens suffer. America was founded on the principle that all men are created equal in the eyes of God and in the laws of man. While the execution of those truths has been imperfect from the beginning, it has consistently, consistently improved for over 200 years, bringing America's freedom and prosperity unmatched in human history. Those benefits include black Americans who make up a full fully 8% of American millionaires. In just half a generation, Democrats have undone 200 years of progress 
and created a violent cage match between demographics in the public square. The result has been a body blow to the mayhem in cities and blood on the streets, most of it black. Yet somehow, black Americans continue to vote Democrat and Stalin-like numbers. Perhaps they should reconsider. awesome God he is. Do you attend church? If you don't, you should. But be careful what church you attend, though. Many churches today preach that homosexuality and miscegenation are okay. Are they really? Not according to the Bible, they're not. If you want to hear God's true commands to his chosen people, then listen to the services from the Christian Revival Center in Harrison, Arkansas. Don't live near Harrison? You can still hear them on the Christian Revival Center YouTube channel. Search the Christian Revival Center in Harrison, Arkansas, and it should be right at the top of the list. Tap follow, and you'll be alerted every week when the new sermon is posted. What could be better than hearing God's true words right from the comfort of your own living room? Invite Pastor Rob and his family into your home every week. Oh, Canada, our home and native land, true patriot love, in all that's not planned, with glowing hearts we see. If you're looking for a fight, You'll find it with Canada's premier voice in white nationalism, Mr. Paul Fromm, with his show, The Fighting Side of Me, every day on White Pride Radio, only on AltRightTV.com. I dare you to step into the ring. Okay, uh, welcome back to this Tuesday evening show. I have a apologize for the cathedral effect that you're hearing uh, on the show this evening. Uh, so my loyal listeners know I was I am in the process of moving, and I wasn't even sure I would be able to pull off uh, the two shows this week. And uh, I decided uh, to get this show in, and hopefully Thursdays, I can't guarantee Thursdays, but hopefully, uh, tune in and see if there is a, no, a new show Tuesday. But uh, the reason for the uh, cathedral effect this evening is... Uh, I am in my new place. My fiance and myself were in our new place, uh, new town. And uh, until we get furniture in here, it has quite a hollow sound. Uh, it probably doesn't uh, help either that we are in a historical building. Uh, the place we moved to is actual uh, is a, a, a historical uh, landmark, I guess you would say. And uh, we are in the third floor. We are in the remodeled. 
uh, attic of this uh, somewhat mansion. Uh, so uh, we have an, uh, an echo effect from that as well, uh, uh, being up here. Uh, so if you hear uh, noise in the background, uh, that's okay. Uh, my fiance is moving things around and uh, getting things uh, where she wants them. Uh, so if you hear a little noise in the background this evening, uh, just bear with me, and uh, I'm sure the uh, 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 echo effect, uh, it's pretty terrible tonight, but, uh, uh, you know, as they say, the show must go on. Uh, the four, first article I have for this evening uh, is a good one, uh, being the Rust Belt Klansman Show. Uh, this comes from the news source rawstory.com. <coughs> now, Raw Story is a very left-leaning uh, news source. The headline to this is, Mississippi man faces federal charges for allegedly burning cross to threaten black family. Now keep in mind, uh, like I said, this is very biased because Raw's story is a leftist-leaning uh, news source. So if you can even believe this, uh, because number one, um, We'll probably get into a little history, uh, some, maybe some clan history here this evening. Uh, number one, it's not, we don't burn crosses. We light them. Um, we don't put, uh, you know, uh, the original clans didn't put crosses in black people's yards and light them to scare them. That has nothing to do with true clan history. Absolutely nothing. A cross is lit. And what the, the lit cross, because I've had people uh, ask me, uh, you know, as a Klansman, uh, are you guys Satanists because you burn crosses? And I say, absolutely not. Uh, actually, the furthest thing from Satanists, uh, we are true Christians. Uh, we believe the Bible as the Bible uh, actually is taught, not what the uh, Judeo-Christian churches teach today. Far from that. Uh, Christian identity uh, preaches the true word of what God said and the true laws that God put in place. So, uh, when we light a cross, that signifies the fiery light of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It has no uh, intimidation uh, purposes. Uh, it's not uh, lit in black people's yards. Now, here's the problem. And uh, maybe this guy, I don't know yet, we'll see here in the story, maybe this guy uh, learned his uh, clan traditions uh, from the Jerry Springer show. Or, uh, as the Jew uh, likes to portray uh, the Ku Klux Klan. The problem is, and I know I've went over this on the show before, but for any new listeners, the problem comes in, the words Ku Klux Klan are public domain. That means anybody can use them. Uh, you know, Baba might uh, gather in his garage with uh, three or four of his buddies every Friday night, uh, drinking beer. Uh, I decide they're going to form a clan. They can call it uh, America's uh, Bubba uh, Garage Beer Drinking Ku Klux Klan of America. 
And, uh, you know, uh, they have no idea of clan tradition. None. Not the slightest. Just what they saw on TV. Just what... Uh, uh, they, they've only seen what the Jew allows them to see. You know, they've never talked to a clansman. They've never asked questions. Uh, they just believe what they see uh, the clan portrayed as on TV, on movies, on talk shows. But anyhow, they, they, uh, they start a clan and have no idea what's going on. Uh, they've seen on TV. Uh, they've heard the media say uh, the clan burnt crosses in this black person's yard. Well, as soon as they see that on TV, uh, you know, they're all, hell yeah, let's go burn a cross in some black people's yards. They don't even understand what the meaning uh, of the fiery cross is to the Ku Klux Klan. So you have to be careful. There are many uh, factions of Ku Klux Klan organizations in America. Uh, I believe that it was 43 or 46 different Klan organizations in, the, in America. Of those, very few, uh, in my opinion, are uh, true Klan. Very few, because you have pop-up clans, and like I said here, uh, people starting clans that have no idea. But you know what? The, then just like this article, uh, I'll bet they don't name the faction of the clan organization that this gentleman belongs to. The mainstream media will put out, all oh, the Ku Klux Klan did this, the Ku Klux Klan did that, but they fail to tell you which faction of the Ku Klux Klan did it. Uh, the media wants people to believe that the Ku Klux Klan is one great big huge organization in America, and uh, it is not. So uh, let's get into this uh, article and see what happened here. Uh, Trump, go figure, uh, Trump and the GOP are endorsing Tucker Carlson's Great Replacement Theory that argues in most of its various iterations that wealthy international Jews, George Soros, are collaborating with black and Hispanic people to replace white people at all levels of society. This has led to an explosion of anti-Semitic, anti-black, and anti-Hispanic videos and the murder of numerous people, both black, Hispanic, Asian, and Jewish, and venues from synagogues to supermarkets to churches. Uh, now, we know black-on-black -black crime is the highest. Uh, there are more black people that commit crime against black people than there are every other race, including law enforcement in America. Blacks uh, uh, cause the blacks more crime. I have another article here this evening uh, about this, too. Uh, the article continues here, as America becomes more multiracial, bigots and political opportunities like Trump and the leadership of the GOP see this as an opportunity rather than a threat to America. And indeed, demagogues have used this strategy throughout history to seize political power, usually at the cost of great bloodshed and political and cultural upheaval, a price they're openly willing to pay so long as it's not their blood that's spilled. Lying has become the core of the political strategy. Back in 1940, Franklin D. Roosevelt, President Franklin D. Roosevelt, 
called out the GOP for using the big lie strategy that Hitler had employed in his rise to power. Uh, Republicans across the nation believed that Roosevelt was going to put unemployed people in concentration camps. The Social Security was a Ponzi scheme that would evaporate when FDR left office, and that if FDR was re-elected, democracy would end within four years. In a speech in Philadelphia on October 23, 1940, Roosevelt warned America, I make the change now that those falsifications are being spread for the purpose of filling the minds and the hearts of the American people with fear. They are used to create fear by instilling in the minds of our people doubt of each other, doubt of their government, and doubt of the purpose of their democracy. World War II and the successes of the New Deal brought America together, but now Trump and the GOP are repeating the semi-fascist approach they tried against FDR in 1940. And it's working. Over two-thirds of Republicans believe the 2020 election was stolen from Trump, and almost three-quarters believe that left-wing protesters are responsible for the January 6th and Trump bears no responsibility. Trump and the GOP want women back in the kitchen and the bedroom. Uh, now, keep in mind, this article is very biased, and you know, I have yet to see anything uh, about this uh, uh, gentleman lighting a cross in a uh, black person jarred. Uh, we, we have yet to get to that. Uh, this is just a story uh, opportunity uh, to bash conservatives. Uh, so far, this article has nothing to do with the headline. Uh, Trump is lionized by his party after bragging that the grabs women by the crotch, and when you're a star, they let you do it, while being credibly accused of rape and sexual assault by over 20 women. Trump's Republican appointees to the Supreme Court helped create the majority that overturned Roe v. Wade. And now Lindsey Graham and other Republicans are trying their best to enact a nationwide abortion plan, reversing 50 years of progress in gender rights. How do you figure uh, 50 years of progress? How do you figure 50 years of murdering innocent babies as progress? Uh, Republicans are willing to use gay, lesbian, and trans people as political pawns to generate hate and fear. Uh, listen, uh, gay, lesbian, and trans people, uh, they fit into one category. Homosexual. Sodomites. So, uh, to generate... Uh, the, the homosexuals should fear God. Now they want to make it sound like uh, Republicans are causing people to hate homosexuals. Listen, if you consider yourself a Christian and you support or you are okay with homosexuals, uh, you're not a Christian. Plain and simple, you're not a Christian. Nowhere in the Bible does it say uh, that God ever changed his mind. Uh, it's okay to be a queer. Uh, it's not there. It's not in there. What is in the Bible uh, says that God can never change. And God 
can never lie. So when he destroyed, when God destroyed, destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, his anger that he felt for those homosexual cities, he still feels for the homosexuals today, making you think that it's okay to be queer. So any hate generated isn't by man. It is by God. And, you know, uh, uh, myself being a true Christian, a Christian identist, I will never change my mind to where being queer is okay, because it isn't. Uh, you know, it's like uh, 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 these queers, these queer supporters, are, are pretty much trying to force true Christians to sin. And listen, if you go to a church that... Um, allows homosexuals in the church, uh, allows uh, miscegenation, race mixing within the church, it's not a Christian church. You're being lied to, you're being fooled, and you will go to hell. Plain and simple. Uh, the article continues here calling teachers and politicians groomers and argue, arguing that queer people represent an existential threat to our children harkens back to an era when violence against and even murder of LGBTQ people was commonplace. Uh, <laughs> Sodom and Gomorrah, again. Uh, they want to talk about an era when queers uh, were victimized. They, they want to make it sound like uh, uh, people today victimized homosexuals. No, we didn't. Nobody did. God did. This goes clear back to biblical times and biblical laws. You know, it's true that uh, the leftists, they try to uh, twist everything. They are making what was once wrong right and what was once right wrong. Uh, and to say teachers and politicians, groomers, what else would you call them? What else would you call them? I saw, I think I have that article, I don't know if I'll get to it this evening, about a school where a second grader was suspended. Uh, this was in Florida. A second grade student was suspended because part of a project was to have their picture taken in the bathtub. Now, uh, you tell me how this isn't uh, child pornography is beyond me. This was a school. Uh, they have drag queen story hours in the schools. Uh, pushing critical race theory in the schools. Uh, uh, Republicans in Congress and on the Supreme Court are openly calling for the reversal of the right to marry while stirring a cultural movement that makes non-cis people unsafe nationwide. They are risking people's lives and making a living hell for millions of Americans all to win elections. Uh, you know, that sounds ironic that they would word that that way, making it a living hell. Listen, uh, these homosexuals are going to find out what a living hell is when they face our Creator. Then they're going to know what hell is. Then they're going to know what victimization is. Uh, 
Uh, the, the article continues here. DeSantis and Abbott are reprising Trump's ginning up fear of asylum seekers from Central and South America to win re-election. You know, they're saying that uh, uh, they're using this, uh, they are using these um, um, uh, third world degenerate invaders as pawns by sending them to Democrat-run states and Democrat-run cities. Hey, listen, uh, hats off to uh, Governors DeSantis and Abbott. God bless them, man. You know, uh, I don't know who decided that everybody in America was all for the invasion of these crud balls. I sure wasn't. Uh, you know, um, this is our country. This is a white Christian country. This is our country. Why didn't we have a say uh, as to uh, uh, taking in these crud balls? And I get sick of people saying about immigration uh, forever. Uh, with, uh, America always had immigrants. Listen, America's immigrants that they took in were white European immigrants that came here to work. Not suck the system dry. They come here to work. Uh, I get sick of hearing the slave BS. And reparations. I have a story about that, too, that I find quite ironic. But anyhow, I am part Irish. My ancestors were slaves here, too. You don't ask me. You don't hear me asking for a dime. Get over it. Move on. Uh, it, this story continues here. It's now come out. DeSantis uh, people lied to asylum seekers to get them on planes to Martha's Vineyard. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sick of hearing this. Uh, these scumbags, they don't care where they're taken. As long as they're given something, they don't care where they're taken. Uh, you know, the idea, and uh, just like the commentary there about the violence, <coughs> the violence in America today, uh, it, the streets are anarchy. You can't go anywhere and feel safe. You know, these scumbags say they're, they're leaving their countries because they fear uh, their government. Uh, they say it's not safe in Honduras and Venezuela and all these other uh, scum third world countries. Well, guess what? It's not safe here either. Or at least it sure as hell isn't for white people anymore. It is not safe. Uh, so don't come here. You're fleeing... You're coming to the same thing you claim you fled from. Uh, don't these people see our newspapers? How racist we as whites are? How bad we treat non-whites? Who in the hell would want to come to America if we are so uh, uh, racist against non-whites? This is just something that's beat into people's heads in America, uh, white people's heads, to try to make us feel bad, to feel guilt. Now let me tell you something. I have not one ounce of white guilt, and I never will. Not one. Uh, let's see. I'm scrolling down through here, and uh, I'm not seeing one bit of uh, this. is all just uh, a conservative bashing, um, trying to get pity for queers. Uh, trying to get pity for non-whites. And you know what? That whole article, that whole article, there was not one thing about uh, 
a Mississippi man burning a cross to threaten a black man. There was nothing in that article to that effect. See, this is how mainstream media uh, gets people. They'll, they'll put something up like that and, uh, to try to get people's attention. And then, you know, some dumbass, you know, oh, I want to read that. Oh, that looks scary. I see a clan there with, with, with a cross burning. I'm going to read that. And then, you know, innocent people just uh, out of curiosity uh, hit that and, and it's all bashing. And then, you know, white people... Uh, some white people will sit there and read that story and then start feeling bad for around uh, uh, blacks. This is all a game. And the next article I have for this evening, uh, this comes from uh, the74million.org. The headline to this is, Black girls are 4.19 times more likely to get su suspended than white girls. Now, when you know the true statistics, the things that are going on in America, uh, when you don't walk around uh, with your head up your ass, and you're able to see the things that are going on around you, uh, you, are, uh, you are able to comprehend uh, facts, and statistics, this article is a, kind of a joke. Black girls 4.9 times more likely to get suspended than white girls. Maybe the black girls are 4.1 time, times more likely to do something to get suspended. Don't forget 13% of our uh, population causes over 50% of our crime. You know, this I don't know, this 74million.org I don't know what they're all about, but, uh, you know, that sounds normal. Uh, black girls are 4.19 times more likely to get suspended than white girls. Because uh, there is a higher chance of these black girls, guess what? Doing things to get suspended. Just like the uh, commentary dealt with that uh, blacks running around America thinking... Uh, they have no, well, not thinking, the government uh, has no consequences for the actions of these black people today. Uh, I often compared it uh, on the show here uh, to, uh, I can't even remember where that is, where they have the running of the bulls, uh, to where they uh, turn these bulls loose in the town and people are stupid enough uh, to be standing there uh, with these bulls running the streets. Uh, I compare that to America's streets today with the non-whites in them. Uh, the average black person has an IQ of 70. That's borderline retarded. Now, I'm not saying every black person. And you can't even call me racist for saying this because it's true. It's true and it's facts. So I'm not saying every uh, black person is borderline retarded, but the average one that you come across on the street, guess what? The average one is. The average one is borderline retarded. And it, it, it does. Walking up the streets of America today is like wherever that is, uh, the running of the bulls. And I kind of uh, like to use that uh, uh, comparison to the running of the bulls uh, because of uh, the beasts of the field, uh, the biblical beasts of the field. Uh, 
some people will catch that uh, little joke there. Some may not, but uh, yeah, I'm not even going to read that article. You know, to, to read that article uh, would be a total waste of time. We know why 4.9% black girls are 4.9% more likely to be uh, suspended. This next article I find kind of funny. You know, uh, I've often said on the show, uh, these blacks that want reparations, and I said, you know, if they actually wanted reparations, they would have to go back to their black countries that they came from, the black countries that sold them to the Jews, not white, to the Jews. It was the Jews making a buck. Uh, and here, this article comes, surprisingly, from blackenterprise.com. Now, uh, I have all sorts, all, all, all um, uh, how do I put this, uh, points of view uh, in my news articles. I use an app, it's called Smart News, and you can uh, download a certain uh, news places, to get news, and I like uh, the Black Enterprise because uh, they always put up ball baby stories about p pity me, pity me. Uh, I also have uh, all queer uh, news sources on the app because usually you will see uh, on those apps uh, what the queers are up to, what they're bawling about, and you know, it's pretty interesting. Uh, so you d don't think that I sit around and subscribe to Black Enterprise. Uh, news and read it to, uh, for enjoyment, uh, but just like this, this article uh, is very interesting, and kind of what I have been saying uh, for uh, several years now on the show, that if the blacks want reparations, if they truly want reparations, whitey shouldn't have to pay for them, the Jews should, they bought them, but if they want to take it straight to the root, or... <laughs> Here, we'll add a little pun. If the blacks want to take it straight to the roots <laughs> of their problems, they would have to go back to the black uh, nations they come from, the black countries, because it was blacks that sold them into slavery. They sold them to the Jew. Uh, you can't ask uh, Whitey to pay, pay you any money. We didn't uh, uh, come over and uh, kidnap you. We bought you from your own people. This uh, headline is uh, Ghana and other African nations who enslaved and sold blacks to Europeans to formally apologize. Yeah, they're going to say they're sorry, but yet why are you supposed to pay them reparations? Their own nations that sold them. Ah, we're sorry. And you know what the blacks are here in America? Well, that's good enough for me. Uh, Kuta Kente over there in Africa, he said he was sorry. So, you know, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, but yet they still will want Whitey uh, to pay them reparations for giving them jobs. You know, white people picked cotton, too, back in the day. It was a job. Uh, your job today. Uh, 
What do you do? What, why do you go to work? For housing, clothing, food. Uh, what did the blacks pick cotton for? Housing, food, clothing. So you see, uh, in my opinion, uh, blacks were given the opportunity uh, when their own black people sold them to the Jews and the Jews brought them here uh, for jobs. You know, you'd think the black people would have been, oh, thank you. Uh, I was looking for, uh, for work. Uh, you know, I was kind of tired of living in Africa, drinking from mud puddles, uh, having nothing to cover my balls but a loincloth, and uh, having to go out in the uh, brush in my loincloth uh, with my balls hanging out, uh, trying to spear something for supper. You would have thought that these blacks, and you know, um, I do believe that, and I've read stories, uh, that a lot of the blacks were glad that they were brought here. They wanted out of Africa. So, you know, uh, slavery's made out to a big deal, and they, get, they were given everything. That, that means that uh, people that have a job, that go to work, white people, get up, they go to work in the morning. Your job is actually your slave master. You go to that job, you, you do what you're told, and you receive uh, money for food, shelter, clothing. And it was the same way with the blacks. They picked cotton, and they were giving food, shelter, clothing, more than what they had in Africa. Uh, and this is just how uh, sneaky the Jew is. It's the Jew uh, whispering... Uh, in uh, the, the, the least intelligent race, whispering in their ears that Whitey did something to them. Uh, you know, hey, you're oppressed. Now, you, think about it. And uh, you know, it's not racist to say this, and I don't know any other way to say it. But, you know, uh, like when you went to school and you went out on the playground and suppose uh, there was a uh, retarded child there and, and you knew that you could go up to that child and have them believe anything. You know what I mean. You could go, you could go up and say, hey, uh, uh, I see, uh, I don't know, you have uh, uh, some Twinkies there in your lunch. Uh, you ought to give me those Twinkies. And you know, they gave them to you with a smile. Uh, they were easily conned. Uh, and this is how uh, the blacks uh, are being used today. They are easily conned. Uh, they believe everything that uh, the government tells them. They believe everything uh, they see uh, on TV. And, you know, if somebody wouldn't have told the blacks today in America, hey, uh, you should be paid uh, for the job that you had, uh, or your ancestors had, none of which you can remember, none uh, of your family members would have ever been a slave today. And, and just as Whitey, uh, we have no living ancestors in anybody's family, living ancestors uh, that were slave owners. You know, uh, instead of slave owners, and th this is true, slave owners were employers for the black people. Slave owners were employees, and the black people, or, or, uh, slave owners were employers, and the black people were employees. And it's just the same today, 
mostly. Now, I'm not saying every black person doesn't want to work. I'm not saying that. Uh, I would be a liar uh, to say something like that. But uh, when you look at your projects today, okay, the projects were built for working white people that only made minimum wage and, you know, they struggled. Uh, they didn't have nice places to live like people making big money. So they built the projects for working white people to have a nice place to live that wasn't making a lot of money. What did the projects turn into in America today? They are trap houses. They are destroyed. And uh, uh, it's not safe for white people in projects today. So, um, you tell me how bad the blacks had it. They, they can't take care of what was given to them. Given to them. But back to the point that, uh, you know, I'm not saying not all black people want to work, but go look at the housing project. Uh, drive by one. Uh, you'll see blacks hanging there on the corner, smoking their blunts, uh, listening to their uh, uh, third world uh, rap music, uh, talking about robbing white people, raping white women, uh, things like that. That's their culture. That's their music. And, you know, we're told not to stereotype uh, people, but uh, uh, listen to the lyrics to rap. And, you know, it's not hard to stare. It's, it's easy to stereotype them because they live uh, that song. You know, just like um, uh, your country music stars. They sing about uh, cornfields and uh, pickup trucks and drinking beer on back roads and things like that because that's the culture. That's the country culture. So just the same as that is uh, like country music's culture, uh, rock music. Uh, has its own culture, and so does the black music. Uh, these rappers sing about their culture. So, you know, uh, I just found it ironic that the Ghana and other African nations who enslaved and, enslaved and sold blacks to Europeans to formally apologize. So that means, you know, how many times have... Uh, you guys heard me talk on the show about uh, the blacks, if they want reparations, they need to go back to Africa and uh, the blacks that sold them, the black slave owners that sold them, that's where they need to go. Now, here we go, uh, Black Enterprise, uh, they're all happy because uh, these black nations are going to say, oh, sorry, it's okay for the blacks uh, that sold these slaves to apologize. But then uh, people that shouldn't have to pay for it, whiteies, uh, were expected to uh, reparations. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this world, I'm telling you. Let's see what else I have here. Uh, here we go, and I mentioned this article uh, earlier uh, here in the show. Uh... This comes from the news source meall.com. And the headline to this is Florida School Expels Second Grader After Parents Object to Assignment Asking for Pick of Her Doing Homework in Bathtub. 
these parents objected to sending the school system pornographic pictures of their daughter doing homework in the bathtub. And they expelled the child. And, you know, just like the commentary, it says uh, Republicans are making these school systems look like groomers. Conservatives are uh, uh, making uh, that story from Raw's story. Uh, you know, conservatives, Republicans, uh, they're trying to make the school systems and things look like groomers. What in the hell would you call this? What in the hell would you call a school system with an assignment for a girl to go home and do her homework in the bathtub and take a picture to school of that? What would you call that? You tell me how that's not child pornography. Uh, Jacksonville, Florida, a second grader was administratively withdrawn from a school after her parents raised concerns about a homework assignment that asked students to take a picture of you doing reading homework in the bathtub. Misty and Christopher Dunham of Jacksonville recalled their surprise when students at Victory Christian Academy received the homework, among other assignments, which included practicing Psalm 24, 1 through, tw one through 2, with an adult, three times, uh, reading fun with friends, as well as practicing spelling, arithmetic, and phonics ahead of future tests. However, the unusual request to take a bathroom snap promoted Misty to send a message to her daughter's teacher in Jacksonville School District. Now listen, I always tell you guys, uh, even if you don't live in Jacksonville, even if you don't uh, have a child in this uh, uh, school uh, here, uh, Victory Christian Academy in Jacksonville, Florida, Google it. Get an email address to this school. Get the phone number. Call and ask this school how they consider that not child pornography. You don't have to live there. Uh, how much effort does it take to look up an email address when you see these things? And, you know, this is how you put a stop to these things, not by violence. A virus will get you put in jail, but when you see stuff like this, and you hear stuff like this that I'm talking to on the show, look it up, get an email address, a phone number, and call this school system and ask them. Uh, like I always say, though, don't use racial uh, slurs, uh, don't talk hate speech, don't talk hate on anybody. Simply ask them, how do you consider this? not uh, child pornography. You know, I saw uh, uh, several articles, I don't know if I've seen any recently, where a parent had a simple picture of their child, which at one time, uh, you know, it was okay, say the child uh, running around in a, uh, a diaper, or, a, you know, a little girl just running around in a diaper without a top on, and I'm talking a toddler, and uh, they were arrested for uh, child pornography. Yet a school system can ask a child to go home, uh, take, have somebody take a picture of them in the bathtub doing homework. And you don't call that grooming? That's not grooming? Uh, what else would you call it? Contact this school. Email them. Call them. Ask them how that is not child pornography. That's not hard to do. Uh, let's see. This next article, you know, uh, you, you talk about uh, the blacks want to cry discrimination, uh, uh, like Whitey owes them something. 
Uh, if a black isn't included in something, uh, they're crying uh, uh, that they're not included as racism. Uh, every uh, pretty much childhood cartoon uh, has been blackened down to Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. Uh, you know, the blacks have to have their version. They weren't smart enough to pick it up on their own. Uh, you know, they weren't smart enough to have any Disney uh, cartoons. I mean, what, what, what kind of a cartoon? Uh, now, take Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. Uh, all these uh, uh, childhood uh, things from Disney that I remember as a child. Uh, you know, black people couldn't do that, but it's not white's fault they couldn't. Uh, what, what, what could Disney have a black cartoon about? Uh, uh, little Shanae the Dopehead? Uh, Shanae and the Seven uh, Junkies? So what they do is, uh, uh, the white made things, they have to black it. They have to have their version. They can't be original. They can't come out with their own because, uh, eh, well, guess, guess what? <sighs> what we do is always better. And you know that this is what really ticks these people off, these Don Whites. They know white can do anything better. You know, of course, uh, blacks are better athletes. To a point, uh, you know, they are better athletes. Uh, like, uh, basketball. Uh, a lot of them are taller. They can jump higher. Uh, they can run faster. But uh, whites weren't raised in the jungle. Uh, we weren't swinging from uh, vine to vine, grabbing bananas out of a tree. So, you know, uh, uh, of course uh, we're not as uh, athletic at certain things. Uh, because, you know, uh, we didn't grow up in the jungle. Uh, now, this article, this comes from the Blaze news source. And the headline of this is, Portland Art Event lets black people in for free, charges everyone else 80 bucks. $81. An art event. Uh, uh, the, the article here, an event at an art festival in Portland, Oregon, offered race-based admission prices, according to an ad for the event. Black folks could attend for free or with a donation of their choice. All other attendees had to pay $80 apiece. Oh boy, if blacks could uh, uh, donate something, uh, for God's sake, donate to Black Lives Matter. <laughs> we, we know how uh, Black Lives Matter crumbled. And another thing, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I said from the beginning, uh, Black Lives Matter, the slogan of the organization itself, uh, was hypocritical. Uh, but anyhow, uh, uh, let's hope they didn't donate there. Uh, Black Feast, Black Imaginarial, a three-hour event hosted last Sunday by Salma Tu Amabibi and sponsored by the Portland Institute for Contemporary Art, was promoted as a culinary event celebrating black artists and writers through food. Um, uh, we see what kind of... Uh, entertainment uh, comes from the blacks. You know what? Uh, in a way, that was a good idea because if you were white and you wanted to go see black art, you were that stupid, you should have to pay $80 for your stupidity. Absolutely. So you know uh, the good people favor. Uh, any white people that went to that and you paid your $80, uh, 
Not only did you humiliate yourself, not only do you show yourself as spyless, but you paid for your own stupidity. They should have charged white people $160 to go to this event. So if you paid to go to this, uh, you deserve exactly uh, what you got. Okay, I have one more article, and then <coughs> I have uh, something uh, that I want to share uh, with my listeners. Uh, this article, you know, uh, and I often say this, uh, you know, parents sit around with their uh, heads up and behind. They don't pay any attention to what their kids are doing. Uh, they're too busy. Uh, Wednesday night's bowling night. Uh, Tuesday night's bridge night. Uh, you know, they have all these excuses why uh, they can't homeschool yet over COVID. Uh, that was the silver lining of it. Um, well, a few silver lines, it, uh, it, it separated the men from the sheep. And, uh, and another good thing with the COVID, it showed parents that they could homeschool. Uh, the excuses of you didn't have time, you're too busy, when that excuse was gone, you homeschooled. You did it. Uh, no matter how you had to manipulate things, the bottom line is you did it. Uh, this article comes from The Blaze also. The headline is, Satanic Group Gets School District to Drop Rule Banning Clothes with Satanic Cultic References. Satanic Group's leader exalts that school officials caved. So they're not only, uh, uh, and that was probably the purpose of this from this Satanic Group, uh, just to get a, 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 a somebody to cave, uh, to their uh, want. So not only did uh, uh, this school make an ass out of themselves for caving in because now the Satanists are laughing because they uh, overpowered you uh, with stupidity, they're laughing at you now as well. And parents, this is what's going on in your school. Uh, well, while you come home from work, and sit on the couch with a pizza and a beer on your asses. Uh, you know, your kids come home, they run upstairs, you don't ask what they did. Uh, uh, family meals together, they, they've been gone for years. I remember when I went to school and growing up, we had a family meal. It was my mother, my father, my two sisters, myself, and my brother. Six of us sat at the table. Uh, my parents wanted to know everything that was going on in school, what we did, what we didn't do. And we weren't allowed to go out and play after school until our homework was done. Uh, you know, uh, family values are gone. And, you know, people didn't even see them coming. Uh, people didn't even uh, notice that, uh, you know, uh, things uh, family values are gone. So anyhow, uh, you're sitting on the couch after work with a pizza and a beer in your hand. Your child comes home from school, runs upstairs, doing God any knows what on the internet. But as long as they're quiet, you're okay sitting there drinking your beer, eating your pizza. If they would happen to come down and ask you a question, uh, you tell them to uh, 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 buzz off. You're busy. You're tired. I don't have time for this. So your child has no one to turn to uh, but... Places like this, Satanists, 
You know, these Satanists tell these kids, your parents don't like you, they don't love you. Uh, uh, and the kids, they see this. They see this. So anyhow, that, uh, uh, that happened. I, I don't even need to get into the article of that. You know, some of these uh, uh, things that I pick out, uh, I don't even have to read the article uh, to uh, get my point across. The headline and what I have to say about it pretty much speaks for itself. And, you know, I'm sure I, I tick off a lot of people. Uh, you know, pe people are probably uh, saying, who is this guy uh, to call me a deadbeat parent? Well, listen, if you're doing what I said you, you was doing, guess what? Then I was right. I was right. If you get upset about that, then I was right. Uh, you know, uh, you're not parents for no reason. The word parents isn't just a word. It's your job. It's your job to keep your child safe. Okay, now I want to... Um, I get many emails uh, from listeners and such. And, you know, I do a lot of uh, articles uh, about these immigrants and uh, uh, white replacement, they call it, uh, which is white genocide. That's exactly what it is. And, you know, I talk about, I do uh, uh, did a, a few articles about uh, how things in school are racist. Uh, so they dumb the white kids down to uh, make the black kids uh, look intelligent, the non-white children, uh, to try to make them intelligent. And when they graduate, guess what? They get preference for a job. Even though you are white and you are smarter and you know it, uh, you're turned down for a job. So uh, a, a dumb... Uh, non-white can feel good about themselves. Uh, I got an email in and I never give full names. Uh, Matthew A. Uh, Matthew A sent me this email uh, the other day and I uh, told him I would uh, uh, read this uh, on the air because, you know, a lot of things uh, that I'll say, people probably think, that's not true. They're not dumbing down white children. My little Susie goes to school and she's getting straight A. She's going to get a real good job. Uh, no, not, not if there's any non-whites in your town or your city. Well, you know in your cities, but uh, no, your child uh, can excel in school. But if they are white, they are going to be turned down and overlooked for a non-white. Uh, white replacement is a gentle way of saying white genocide. Uh, Matthew A. sent this email in, and I'm going to read it here. He said, uh, I listened to the Rust Belt uh, Klansman podcast to and from work. I'm still listening to your most recent one. The topic about illegal immigration not being handled appropriately is real. I work at a manufacturing factory. There are numerous illegals working here with terrible fake names. How they get paperwork to work is unreal. There is a position I was applying for as a quality control. This liberal supervisor denied me 
for bad feedback, even though everyone I work with speaks highly of me. Well, guess who takes it over me? An immigrant from Africa. It's sickening to look at look at and what the company is thinking hiring some non-white American with a jawline bigger than her head is illogical to me. Uh, it's very disrespectful in my eyes. The only reason I'm still employed is because it's the highest paying job I've ever had. America is falling apart. This is a real email from a real man that was turned down for a, uh, a higher position for a uh, African African immigrant, illegal African immigrant, a white male American citizen turned down. Uh, then, uh, 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 he he sent in this Matthew A sent in uh, a day or two later, and you know. Um, I can sense the rage, or not rage, anger. Well, I'm, I'm sure rage as well uh, in this email. And, you know, who wouldn't be ticked off? And this is just one example. This is happening to just about every white in America. Uh, the second one he sent in, he said, Hey, Paul, I had to update you with what I experienced yesterday. This invading African thing that was hired over me, a white blood-born American, raised here in America as a citizen. The only reason they hired her was to show dominance over the white people by using me. Absolutely, uh, Matthew. Absolutely. Uh, a dominance. Uh, they want you to feel guilty. Uh, they want you to exalt this uh, African immigrant. It's all a way to break you down and make you feel worthless. Uh, but Matthew, don't let that happen. Uh, it, it, it is. It's very uh, uh, disheartening uh, for things like this to happen uh, to uh, uh, white people in America. Uh, you know, it makes you uh, that angry sometimes that you want to give up. You feel uh, that there is... Uh, uh, no way out of this. Uh, but there is. Uh, uh, Matthew, uh, hang in there. Uh, don't hang your head. You know why this uh, African immigrant was hired over you. Um, you, absolutely, you hit that straight on. Dominance. Fear. Uh, this, is how, uh, this, is, uh, this is how they try to control white people. With fear. And dominance. They, to break you down, to not even feel uh, as though you deserve anything. Uh, let's see, uh, he, he also said, uh, a few people of color and non-color were chanting black power, holding up their fists. Of course, they had to do it right in front of me. I had no control over anything. Now, you know, how... Um, belittling. Uh, I can't imagine uh, how belittled uh, Matthew felt 
And that puts yourself in that position. A white person working in a factory, busting your ass, Uncle Sam stealing your money, losing a position over uh, a black immigrant taking a position over you just because they're black, and then stand around with their fists in the air chanting while you stand there alone. Uh, that takes guts, and uh, the end of uh, Matthew's uh, email, the second one, he said, I had no control over anything. I will stand strong, and I will not be named. It was the white man that made the Constitution and Declaration of Independence. In reality, it was the white man that allowed the colored to do what they are doing now. We will prevail. Stay strong, brother. White power. Uh, so there, uh, so, and I wanted to read these uh, emails because I'm sure there are other people out there uh, in the same position as uh, Matthew, and you have to take the attitude that Matthew took. Uh, it's not, uh, it's not easy, and uh, Matthew sees this. Uh, so God bless you, uh, Matthew, for. Uh, uh, your attitude uh, with this happening, uh, you know, it, it takes it takes a real man. Uh, now, now, anybody is going to be upset, but it takes a real man to take that and turn it around and hold your chin up and realize who you are. They were. Uh, now, I don't know Matthew's uh, religious beliefs, uh, but also. Uh, I, as a Christian identist, I believe that uh, the white race is the Israelites that they uh, spoken of uh, in the Bible. I believe the white race is the people that uh, God gave his covenants and promises to. So, you know, people hate us <coughs> for that because, you know, they say Christian identity is a cult. They call it this and they call it that. Oh, it's only a, a religion for white supremacists. And you know why I think a lot of them say that? A lot of people say that? Because they know it's true. We're hated as white people because people know that we are the superior race. We are God's chosen people. So, you know, just as a child, uh, if your parents favored one of your brothers or sisters over you, and probably, I'm sure, not intentionally, but you know, we all play uh, as children, this is what's happening today. Non-whites hate us just as they hated our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible said and says we will be persecuted for who we are. Uh, so, uh, Matthew, God bless you and keep your uh, uh, chin up. And uh, uh, thank you for uh, allowing me to share this uh, on the show. Uh, I always uh, uh, bring things up to uh, people that email in if I'm going to use the things uh, on the show. And also, uh, somebody else I want to mention, uh, uh, another loyal listener, uh, Paul S. Uh, Paul S. Uh, sent in a message. And, you know, as whites, we need to lift each other up. Uh, not be stepping on each other's necks. Uh, now, you know, I'm not saying that uh, if you're white and uh, you have a white queer neighbor 
or you have a white neighbor uh, married to a non-white. I'm not saying them people. Those are traitors to our race. I'm saying you're true brothers and sisters. Uh, we need to uh, build each other up, uh, not put each other down. Uh, this is why we're in the shape we're in. And uh, uh, Paul S. Uh, emailed in, and he said, Great commentary tonight on the Rust Belt Klansman, as always. Thanks for the great show and the mention at the end of the show. I look forward to every new one. Uh, thank you very much, Paul, because uh, you know that is uh, about the uh, highest compliment uh, that I could receive because you know there's a lot of listeners that I don't hear from. Uh, you know, um, I see uh, uh, my stats for the show uh, on. Uh, uh, other venues, uh, no, but I don't know on White Pride Radio. I know most of the shows are listened to on White Pride Radio, uh, uh, but they're also on uh, Anchor FM, Podbean, and the, then the biggest one, Spotify. Now, I, I get to see uh, the stats for that, but there's uh, very few people that listen to the show that I actually ever uh, get to meet or get to talk to. And uh, I just wanted to thank you, Paul, for those uh, kind words. And I also, uh, I never, like if somebody uh, sends me a music to possibly do on the show, now I can't get them all because uh, that would be impossible, but if I use somebody's article, that's in, I always give that person credit for sending it into the show. That this isn't an article I found. Uh, this is an article that a, a listener found that thinks is important. And, you know, I'll do that article. And uh, I just want to uh, show uh, to Paul here. Um, I got to write uh, the commentary. Uh, the commentaries that I find, uh, they are amazing, uh, amazing. Uh, but the, the commentaries that I need to get the uh, I wrote, I, I wish uh, uh, I was able to write uh, things like that. Uh, you know, uh, I, I try to um, read things like, you, you'll notice the commentary, I try to be uh, prim and proper with that to get the point across uh, uh, of the commentary. And then, uh, as my listeners know, when I get into the show with the news articles, I'm more uh, uh, down-to-earth because uh, this is me. Uh, I don't want to do a show pretending I'm somebody I'm not. Uh, this is me uh, uh, sitting here doing a show for you uh, as I am in real life. If anybody that listens to the show met me in real life, uh, they would see exactly what they hear uh, on, on the show. Uh, you know, I don't... Uh, uh, try to puff myself up and be somebody I'm not. Uh, and I just wanted uh, Paul to know, uh, I wish uh, I could come up with art, uh, commentaries like that, uh, but I can't. Uh, those commentaries are uh, written by other people. Now, not other people affiliated with the show. Uh, uh, the only person affiliated with the show uh, is me. I make all the uh, uh, commercials that I do uh, on the show, um, uh, uh, I produce the show, I uh, uh, cut and edit the show, uh, you know, which uh, isn't, you know, if, if there's a sound on the show, you're going to hear it, uh, because, you know, I don't cut it, I, this is uh, uh, me, me sitting at home uh, doing a show, not just for you, but for myself as well, uh, because I don't read these articles before the show. So when I'm reading them, uh, most of them, uh, probably 99% of the articles I don't look at, maybe uh, first into the paragraph, but I look at the headline. 
So when I read these, uh, I'm hearing it, uh, reading it for the first time uh, as I'm reading and going through the article with you. Uh, so, you know, uh, the articles benefit me as well. Uh, I learn from them as well. Uh, I am going to close out this Tuesday evening show. And like I said, I'm going to try to uh, get Thursday evening show in. Uh, I have some uh, furniture being delivered uh, Thursday here to the new place. And I may not get time uh, to do a show. But tune in and see. Uh, if all possible, I'm, I'm going to get a show in. So I will say I'll be back here uh, Thursday, September 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Two evenings from now. Uh, but if you tune in and I'm not here, uh, that's why uh, uh, the show will uh, continue uh, the following Tuesday uh, if I can't get one done uh, this Thursday. And also, uh, uh, since I have built up some listeners, uh, a while back I did a live version of the uh, Rust Belt Klansman show, and it was called Rust Belt Live. And that was done on Podbean. And on Podbean, doing the show, people could text in, uh, you know, you could see everybody's comments. Like, if you're listening to the show and uh, somebody would type in, you suck, uh, <laughs> everybody got to see that comment. And if somebody typed back, he doesn't suck up yours, you know, everybody listening to the show uh, could see that. And they can call in. Uh, you could call in and join me live uh, on the show, which... Uh, I haven't done for a while. Loyal listeners know that uh, I was helping my mother out, and uh, uh, I gave up the uh, live show uh, when uh, I was helping my mother out. But uh, I'd like to bring that back. Uh, so that may be coming back soon. Uh, when I do that, I will let everybody know, and uh, hopefully uh, the fan base that I'm building now uh, will make the show more interesting. I didn't get a lot of interaction uh, on the show before. Uh, but it, uh, the show seems to be expanding a little bit, so I may give it another run uh, here coming up soon. Uh, also, uh, look me up on VK. That is uh, Russia's version of Facebook. On VK, you have freedom of speech. You can say uh, pretty much uh, anything you wish to uh, say. You can post just about anything uh, you wish to say. Uh, leave Facebook. Now, I understand people uh, here in America use Facebook uh, to advertise their businesses and things uh, and keep in touch with family and friends. Uh, but if you are like-minded like me, where you need to be is uh, VK, uh, because you can, uh, you can say what's on your mind on VK. Uh, I'm also on Truth Social, uh, President Trump's uh, uh, social media site. I am there as well. There is a page for the show on uh, True Social. Uh, you'll find the show uh, at the Rust Belt Klansman Show. Uh, look up the show and follow. Uh, follow on True Social. I'm also there. Uh, my individual profile on True Social is at Sir Paul Brown. Uh, and I've mentioned before that Sir isn't some title uh, that I uh, think of myself as, but you know, when you're trying to open up a new account on something, uh, they want a password, a username. And usually, and especially with uh, the name Paul Brown, uh, just about everything is taken. I can't even use, uh, you know, just my plain name. I tried every uh, my name with any number I could think of uh, afterwards, and it wouldn't take that. So I thought, well, I will try 
uh, because I am a, a knight in the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan. So I thought, well, I'll try Sir uh, Paul Brown. And that, guess what? That one was empty, so I took it. Uh, so the, uh, uh, the idea of me being on True Social as Sir Paul Brown has nothing to do uh, uh, with feeling superior to any of my uh, white brothers and sisters. Because, uh, hey, listen, uh, we're all we have. Nobody's any better uh, than the next. Uh, so uh, that's not uh, why. Uh, you, also, you can uh, uh, get in touch with the Rust Belt Klansman Show. You can email uh, news articles, thoughts, ideas, anything you want to get off of your chest. You can mail email straight to the show at heyrustbeltklansman at mail.com. Uh, very simple. Also, uh, lowercase letters. Hey, Klansman at mail.com. You can also call into the show at area code 412-254-6226. So there you have ways uh, uh, to contact me here at the show. And uh, as always, I I, I say it every time, I don't have time to answer the phone. I really wish I did, but uh, I talk to so many different people uh, throughout the day, I, I, I just don't have time. Uh, and my uh, other duties uh, within the Knights Party. Uh, I, I just don't have time. But if you send an article or you uh, uh, send in a question uh, that you would like answered, I definitely respond. Uh, you send a, a news article, uh, I'll tell you thank you. And if I use it on the show, uh, you will get the credit for it. And like I said, don't worry about me throwing out your uh, a full name because, uh, you know, in today's times, that isn't safe. It's not safe at all. You know, I'll give a, a first name and uh, a last initial. That way, if you're listening, you know who I'm uh, talking about. And uh, uh, that's all that matters. Uh, nobody else needs to know uh, who you are. Uh, so, uh, send me what you have. I'm going to close out this evening, as always when I started here on the show, because uh, we all need it. Prayer. Uh, so, if... Uh, my white brothers and sisters that are listening, uh, please bow your heads. God, the way you have worked out salvation for the world is amazing. Though you had previously given your instruction to the world, you then provided the epitome of an example to us in the very life of Jesus. He showed us the way, teaching the way of truth and laying down his life in the face of injustice so that even your enemies might be preserved from judgment. You led him to give himself in the punishment that sin requires, though he did not deserve it, so that we, who are unworthy of your favor, might have every tool available to equip us to live a righteously before you and inherit the awesome reward you have stored. Preserve my life, Lord, not so I never face trouble, but says that the character and integrity of a life righteously lived in the face of any adversity might be established in me, producing me the self-sacrificial character of Jesus. I want to be a true witness of your goodness, God. Amen. Um, and like I said there, uh, Matthew that sent in his uh, email about his experience at his job and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Matthew has the right attitude, uh, you know, that kind of went with that prayer. Uh, don't, don't let things uh, get you down. 
because and uh, as Matthew said at the end of his, his email, we will prevail. There's no doubt. Uh, anywhere uh, the white man and woman has put stepped their foot, we have conquered. We have conquered everywhere we went. And uh, this is our God-given, America is our God-given inheritance. Uh, so you can bet uh, we will prevail. We will win. Uh, America will get turned around. And uh, uh, it, I have faith in that. I, I totally believe that. And uh, so does Matthew. So you, there, I'm not alone. Uh, at least Matthew knows uh, what's going on. And I'm sure uh, many of my other listeners know that as well. I'm just using Matthew for an example because uh, he sent that email in. Uh, so thank you, uh, Matthew, for your contribution to tonight's show. And uh, thank you, Paul, for uh, your kind words. Uh, but I did want to let you know that I don't write those commentaries. Uh, I wish I did, uh, you know, but uh, now those are done by professionals. And uh, this show is far from professional. It's just a down-to-earth show. So, uh, as always, from the Rust Belt Klansman Show, myself, Paul Brown, White Power!